Welcome to Coffee with Dr. Stewart. This show will provide our listeners up-to-date medical information from a leading neurotologist, neuroimmune, and genomic specialist. I am your host, Kara Stewart-Mullins, and I invite you to sit back, grab your favorite beverage or cup of coffee, and let's have Coffee with Dr. Stewart. We are on Season 7, podcast number 41. I am your host, Kara Stewart-Mullins, and as always, Dr. Stewart. Hi, Kara. How are I you can't today? believe we're here again. I know. It's been like eight months. I know. It's a I long time. I keep getting stopped and called by people saying, when are you doing more? When's Kendall, <laughs> when's Dr. Stewart coming back? I'm I like, know. I got to get him in the studio. I understand. I understand. I know you're busy. So tell us a little bit, catch the audience up, because I know you've got some new findings, new therapies, oh, yeah. some well, new things yeah, going we've, on. Yeah, um, you know, we opened a world-class genetic lab. Right. Very proud. Because of that, we have all kinds of new findings, which we'll be discussing, I think, at a lot of different shows yep. this, this year. Um, really, we've just been able to target down a whole lot of things that, that lead our patients into the, the situations that they get themselves into. and The health problems. Once you know what the triggers are and why they happen, uh, that allows us to develop some techniques to pull them back out. Okay. And so, obviously, uh, one of the things we'll be talking about today, which I think is stem cells. Stem cells. Um, are a hot topic. And, Very. of course, we're going to approach them from an immune and neurological standpoint as opposed to a joint or cosmetic standpoint. And a genetic standpoint. Right. And so, obviously, we're, you know, I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. Because well, it, this one, I, I told you when methylation, when you... You you had a fire under your bridges when methylation, that was about mm-hmm. 10, 12 years ago, and I see the fire in your eyes again right. for stem cell therapy because it's, it's doing something. It is, big time. Right. Well, okay, let's get started because okay. I am not well-versed in this topic, sure. so you're going to educate me along with the audience today. But let's start with this. What are stem cells? Okay, so stem cells are basically cells that have not differentiated, as the medical word we use, are turned into any specific tissue. And so by definition, what they are is a cell that can turn into multiple different tissues, and they have the ability to continue to regenerate themselves. Is that like grow? So when you put them in, they continue to grow and will grow indefinitely until something happens to the individual cell it develops. So they divide and they repair, and they can turn into any specific tissue if you can get them to the right place. Hence why so many people use it in different areas. That's correct. Okay. All right. So So, go ahead. And so um, really the way you describe them, many people um, are basically getting what's called autologous stem cells, which is where you take them from your bone marrow or you take them from your fat. Right. And you're giving them back what, what they have specifically genetically, exactly the cells that they have. And that's a very safe process, which means you're you're giving new life to wherever you're putting these stem cells. Right. But the problem is in a lot of our patients, because of their genetic weaknesses that led them into some pretty significant problems, be ALS, be it autism, be it, you know, multiple sclerosis, et cetera, autoimmune diseases, if you put right. the same cells that got into trouble back into them, you're really in trouble. So those are called autologous stem cells. Okay. Now, what we're actually talking about is what we call allographic stem cells, which means, which they means that they come from somebody else. Okay. Now, you, d- you describe uh, basically stem cells as where they came from, which means your person or somebody else's, else's stem cells. You also describe where they came from, which means there's fetal stem cells, there's adult stem cells, there's different types of stem cells. Now, 
when we talk about stem cells for our patients, we are talking about umbilical placental-based stem cells. Okay, um, that are donated. Correct. We've had some problems with fetal stem cells across the board. Fetal you mean stem in the cells medical community? In the medical community because there's a lot of tendency for those to turn into cancer, so that's not really, really a great thing. Okay. And I'm just not personally in favor of fetal stem cells. It's just my personal belief. Okay. So uh, when we're talking about placental or umbilical, um, what's unique about these stem cells is not only that they come from a new a newborn uh, tissue, right. basically the tissue that's uh, supporting the newborn, but they contain some unique characteristics. So let's say that I was going to donate my kidney to you. You're my sister and you needed a kidney. Okay. We'd still have to check to make sure we matched as closely as we can so right. that my kidney would not be rejected by you. But we're still so different because right. even though we're related, that I would still have to suppress your immune system in order for you to tolerate my kidney and not reject it. Okay. Okay. And that's just not a good thing for us because we're dealing with And that's with how they do that with support. medication and that's certain correct. things. Okay. So what's unique about the umbilical stem cells, and we call them allographic mesenchymal, which means that they have a potency to turn in pluripotent, which means they turn into multiple tissues okay. or have the potential to do that. But when we get them from the umbilical cord or the umbilical cord blood, they actually do not have surface markers on them. And you get it from the blood? We get it from the blood and the tissue bone. Okay. Okay. And so when they don't have surface markers, they are not yet identified as any particular person. So when we actually place those into a person through an IV, they will adapt that person's surface markers so they begin to look like yours on the outside even though they contain something genetically different on the inside. My eyes just went huge because I understand now yeah. because they're fresh. That's correct. So they don't know where they're going into, so they That's take right. on that person. They take on that person on the ah, outside, even though on amazing. the inside they specifically have different DNA. Now, we've actually taken it a step further. Because we've been able to identify in the majority of our patients why they got where they were genetically, Right. what we want to be able to do, and we've now developed that ability is we want to check the stem cells themselves, the placental tissue, for its genetics. That so you that get, it, from, get from the stem cell that bank. you get from the baby. And from us, we don't get it from the bank. We get it from the baby. So okay. they actually get the stems, they get the tissue directly from the birth. Okay. They bring it back and they process it. And we genetically test it to ensure that we know exactly what genetics that person possesses so that when we give it to somebody, we are giving them cells that cover their weaknesses in genetics. Ah, so you're testing the patient genetically, the stem cells genetically, and pairing them up. And making sure that the weaknesses that are found in the person are covered by the stem cell weaknesses. Wow, that's okay? amazing. And that's what's unique about what we're doing. And now, that's through IV stem cells. So what we found out in most neurological and severe immunological diseases in genetics, we have several problems. In immune system, we have problems with the immune system being too aggressive, which means it right. turns on very aggressively, and we have some weak off switches. All right, you always talk about so the on are, and off switches. That's right. So we are making sure that these new stem cells that we're using for people have very good off switches because okay. when we put those cells in there, they will keep those off switches. Right. And then we've also found out that most people who get into neurological disease have a weakness in what we call neurotrophic factors. They're basically okay. growth hormones or repair hormones for the nervous system, which means once the damage occurs, it doesn't matter what damages it. 
What matters is how good can you repair it? Right. So what we found out in almost everybody who has any progressive adult neurological disease or babies who get into neurological problems as children is that they have weak neurotrophic factors, and we've identified three specifically that are problematic. Okay. Brain-derived neurotrophic factor, synapsin-1, Okay. and also nerve growth factor or neurologic growth factor. Ah, all new stuff. And so those three things, when we look at almost all of our patients who have severe neurological problems, 85% of them have a weakness in at least one of those. And some people have a weakness in all three. And what about autoimmune patients? So in autoimmune patients, they have broken off switches. So what we try to do is we try to take the stem cells from the bank, essentially test them and find out, are they best for patients with neurological disease Right. Are they best for patients with immunological disease? Are they best for cosmetics? Or are they best for joints? Really? Yeah. So we can tell from the tissue that we get what use are they the best for. And, you know, um, for people listening, if you want to learn more about the on and off switches, you can go back to our autoimmune immune modulation uh, podcast and some of our past um, podcasts. But, I mean, this is fascinating. This uh, is... It's great stuff because it makes it makes common sense. Right. And so what's unique, we, we obviously, when we started doing this, we were doing it under an IRB. So an yeah, IRB is an institutional review board, okay. which basically follows FDA rules to ensure that we give proper consent. We don't make any promises. You know, we do everything right. by the book. But what's really unique, we started with the worst patients. So the first group of patients we did were patients with Lou Gehrig's disease. Because okay. they just have zero, zero hope. Right, and right. And so... What is unique, I'm happy to say that we started that about 10 months ago. Now, before we started that, I received the first stem cell transplant in my clinic. Okay. So I wanted to show people that it was safe to give. So what do you mean you're a transplant in your clinic? Meaning I was the first one to receive IV stem cells. In you were? Mm-hmm. Oh, personally? Correct. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm never going to give. I've, I've done them too. I feel I a lot better. I'll I've tell you that. I'm never going to give anybody a therapy I'm not willing to Right. Do, okay? We always talk about taking our own formulas. And yep. so um, basically what we wanted, we, we decided to do was take the worst people first just because we just didn't know that much about right. it. Right. Luckily, so far, and we're about 10 to 11 months out, we have seen no progression on our Lou Gehrig's patients. Really? Mm-hmm. We've had a couple that I wish they were doing better, but we've had actually a couple of them that are significantly improving, which is unheard of. Now. And is there a reason why maybe those aren't improving and some are? I mean, well, everything's different. It's we practicing. Just, we just recently started genetically matching. Right. Okay, so before that time, it was really a crapshoot. Right. You understand? And so we want to make sure that we get the best stem cell for the problem that we're dealing with. Ex- explain a little bit about how you're genetically testing, because I know you're working with a company. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say the name out of Utah, mm-hmm. but how how are you getting that genetic uh, report? So, so whenever, off that? so the way we do that is whenever they bring the placenta back from the from the birth. Um, first of all, the pathologist examines it. They get the placenta. They bring it back to the facility. It's put under a hood, and they start to process it. At that time, they take a sample for us. Okay, and we're able to, to genetically test to see the genes that 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 sample. Just has. like we would a person. Just like a person. Wow. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Well, it just makes common sense. And so, so far we're still working on the details of it. Right. But, but obviously if you've got, my theory in general is that there's a reason you're, you're sick and can't get well. 
Right. So when we create a perfect environment nutritionally for this patient, about 70% of people will heal themselves in my clinic because they're, right. they're sick. People, but you're also preparing them nutritionally. But we're also preparing them nutritionally. So I tell them 30% of people won't be able to heal themselves, but we will be making their soil really fertile. So right. when we take this new seed and we put it in there, we're putting it in a great uh, fertile soil to grow. Great. Because they already are having issues because of their genetics. Just so remember, you're just stem prepping. cells are the seed. Right, and it's a biblical reference. There was a there was a you parable. <laughs> well, that's a parable from Jesus that it's not about the seed; it's about where the seed lands. Right, Genesis. but you always talk about that with mitochondria. Why would you put stem cells back into poor mitochondria? Correct, because it's not going to it's not going to flourish. That's correct. Okay, that's pretty amazing. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to talk more to Doctor Stewart about this fascinating stem cell, the ball of wax. I love it. We'll be right back. Does it take you forever to go to sleep or do you wake up often throughout the night? Well, we have the all-natural formula you may need to help relax, rest, and be rejuvenated. NeuroNight Essentials by Neurobiologics. Some of your favorite sleep support ingredients all in one capsule. With melatonin, GABA, magnesium, valerian, and chamomile, this formula may give you the rest you've been missing. NeuroNight Essentials. Make your night a NeuroNight. Visit neurobiologics.com for more details. All right, and we are back with Coffee with Dr. Stewart, part two. We are talking about stem cells. Now, stem cells is a super hot topic, regenerative medicine, correct? Mm -hmm. Did I say that correctly? Yeah, that's correct. Super popular. Very few people are doing IV stem cells. And, you know, before we continue with Dr. Stewart, you know, he talked about, well, you talked about injecting, you know, directly from finding stem cells from the fat of someone or from the bone marrow. I had that done to my neck Mm because I had neck fusion and my fusion was not taking. The cadaver bone wasn't connecting. Right. So those are excellent when you have a specific target tissue. Right. Okay. But when you're talking about trying to fix the whole body, those are just not quite as effective, especially when we deal with nervous system. Well, that's what happens. So you say, well, why don't you go get stem cells injected into your neck? Because my neck sure. was not just solid, and I right. did that. Three to six months later, my fusion started taking. MRI sure. proved it. Then about, I guess, six months ago, mm-hmm. I went into your clinic as a patient and got the IV because I always have a lot of inflammation. Correct. Like fibromyalgia-type issues. Right. So how and is that? So that's the unique thing. So here's the thing. We still don't know everything we need to know about right. stem cells. We're not even close to I feel better. potential. Sure. <laughs> so one thing we know for sure is that stem cells are phenomenal at augmenting the immune system. Right. And in fact, they tend to help, uh, in general, produce a, a type of T cell called a CD8 T cell, which is a T suppressor cell. So right. they tend to be excellent at controlling inflammatory processes in the body. As far as the nervous system is concerned, though, um, what we don't know is we we thought that because stem cells really kind of directly repaired, we thought we were going to actually have to put them in the spinal fluid to help people who had brain problems. But when we started looking at um, IV versus intrathecal, which is inside the spinal fluid, it really seemed like the results were uh, equivocal, which means the same. Okay. 
And so what was unique about that, we realized that maybe the stem cells were not directly repairing. Maybe they were producing something ah. that the body couldn't produce in a in a, a enough quantity or enough quality right. to do the repair. So when it comes to the nervous system, we're still a little confused on how things are going. And we can really have that proven out. I've had some people that when I give them stem cells, you know, as part of this, the first hundred people I did in my clinic were very sick. Right. I mean, these well, were kids. Well, you get those type of patients. These were kids who were adult autistic patients who were not verbal or barely verbal. Right. Uh, these were people with ALS. These were people with horrible neuropathies. We, we did the worst first. Right. Because they don't have any other option. I did right. the people who said, we can't really help you. And it's just crazy uh, in some of them, not all of them, but in some of them, how much better they feel. Right. So what drove Just in me, their quality of just life. Just quality of life. I mean, I have some people that come back in and will swear to me three to four months later, it was the best thing that they ever did in their life. Well, I'm one of those people. I don't hurt as bad. The problem with stem cells is it doesn't work immediately. No, it does not. You yeah. typically have to wait four to six months to really see the effect, especially in nervous system. And we still got some people that it didn't work as well as we liked in it. So that's why we finally got ourselves into genetically matching. Because right. there's got to be a reason that some people were responding better than other people. Do you well, and you're already the genetic specialist, so it just makes sense. Well, it made it easy because we do on the labs. And so. a little bit of understanding and proof, too, doesn't, doesn't hurt. Right. And so, you know, it depends on who you look at in the literature and what you read. Some people say they don't work. That is not the experience we're seeing in our clinic. Well, a lot okay. of those are written by people that aren't in clinic. You're in right. clinic. So that's why it's always well, best to have you on the show because well, you tell us. we also prepare the body. You know, that's the important part. It's the, the nutritional it's the soil. You know, you can't just go and what I like to tell people, you can't pull up dead plants from a garden right. and plant brand new plants back in the same crappy soil. You it, just can't do it. And so really we're very excited to have a new tool. And actually we have a couple of new tools. One we'll talk about at a different time, which right. is exosomes. And so these specifically are stem cells that come directly from the umbilical cord or placental tissue. There are other stem cells that actually come from stem cell lines where they take one or two donors and right. they grow their stem cells. I don't particularly like those myself. Okay. Now, there are other doctors that swell, swear by them, so I'm not going to tell you that I don't have a lot of experience with right. them. But what I can tell you is from what I'm told is they tend to lose a little bit of effectiveness as they grow and grow and grow. So we're just specifically targeting on these genetically matched ones. Let me ask you um, a question about this because this was in the news. It was a big deal about a year ago. A gentleman who was paralyzed from the waist down got stem cells. I, mm -hmm. I don't know where he got the stem cells, if it was sure. IV, I can't remember. But he ended up pouring extremely hot liquid on his legs and he couldn't feel it, but he got third degree burns. But he got the stem cells a few weeks prior and they swore that his burns healed three times faster. Well, of course they will. So explain how that, well, what, it's what like, that does. Well, I mean, here's the difference. It doesn't take too much common sense to know that a child heals faster than an elder. Absolutely. Person. Yeah. Okay. So basically, it's about the health and the quality of the cells that you're giving. So you're giving newborn cells. Right. What you are, cells that really, and anybody that's been around a baby, it's explosive how fast they grow. Right. And so the, the long and the short of it is, is that all of our cells have a life cycle. They have a duration of length. They, it has a lot to do with how they clean themselves inside, how things grow. That's all autophagy and right. lots of other physiologic cell biology type of concepts, but but overall, it makes 
as much sense as it possibly can to put in a brand new cell to do the job. I think it was fascinating to a lot of doctors because they could not believe how quickly he recovered. And he was an ex-baseball player, so he was in the public eye. But just to have that story told, it made me think that the stem cells are crawling to the injury. Well, they're not crawling. They're multiplying. Multiplying. They go to areas of inflammation because blood flow preferentially goes to areas of inflammation. So that story makes perfect sense. Perfect sense because if you have burns on your skin, that's where the inflammation is. Yeah, I mean. So when we put them in the vein... They will preferentially go where the inflammation is worse is worst because right. that's where the blood flow is going. And what were you trying to achieve when you did it on yourself? Your knee? The answer is I was just trying to show people it was safe healthy and safe. Safe. Uh, yeah. It turned out to be great. I've done it again. Right. Um, I did it again because I had a couple of Lou Gehrig's patients who wanted to do it again, and I'm going to keep up with them. Right. And so I had my knees don't hurt as bad. My wife swears my hair is thicker. <laughs> It wasn't really that thin to begin no, with, but, it, but she swears it's, it's still thicker. white. <laughs> I've had some precancerous lesions that I left on purpose that have actually healed themselves on my skin. Wow. I mean, there's just, I mean, so And it's things. all personal. It may work for some and not for others. And but. ultimately, everybody says, well, how many times will I need it? Well, if anybody tells you that you're going to need three, don't believe them. Right. You may need one. You may need four. Who may. knows? So you don't want to... Um, the answer is these cells, by definition, can multiply themselves. Right. And so we don't ever tell people how many they'll need. We're going to put them in. We're going to wait at least six months to see how they work. And I will never tell my patients because that's the way I wrote the study. The study that we're essentially doing, um, there's too much economic advantage for the doctor right. in, in these in stem cells. Right. Okay. We offer them for quite a bit cheaper than most doctors, but there's still economics involved. And so I will never tell the patient they need another one. But if the patient asks me for another one, I'll be glad to apply. Right. Well, let's get to the nutrition piece because obviously you and I take our formulas. We have a Correct. stem cell support kit. That's the MitoCell PQQ, the NAS Enhancer. We also now have a stem cell genetic panel. Yep. But tell us a little bit, because you're always talking about preparing the body before therapy. So well, tell us how you use the neurobiologics the formulas. So what you really want to do, um, control of inflammation is not as important. And in fact, we remove that for the two days before the stem cell treatment. Okay. We want the inflammation to show up where it's worst All right. when we give it. Now you can go back on it a couple, couple of days later, but we want the, the stem cells to preferentially be distributed where there's worst inflammation. Right. The second thing we do is we make sure autophagy is always covered. So that's the NAS enhancer. NAS enhancer, but also D- DCI 500 or Those are very important. Thirdly, we make sure that we have a very healthy mitochondrial system. Mitocell so PQQ. Mitocell PQQ, which we like to be in place for at least four to six weeks before we do a stem cell because okay. we want this very fertile environment. We like to have some methylation in place, so we like methylfolate and also methyl B12 in place. So would you, the methylation complete tablets? Correct, and the methylfolate plus if you qualify for it. Okay. So I always like people to do a stem cell preparation panel or one of the genetic panels that tells us about general nutrition. Well, you have to because that's what you're basing it on. That's correct. They need it. And that's why our patients do well because we're preparing them for the stem cells. Right. And then we also want to make sure that we cover a few little other areas like immune control and health. So vitamin D and some of the other immune inflammatory control agents are very excellent after the stem cells are given. Yeah, because you have to keep going with the nutrition. No doubt about it. The healthier, it's not the seed, it's the soil you put it in. And then maintaining it. I saw an article today on the 1,250-pound pumpkin 
From, <laughs> Is that on stem cells? No, and also the pumpkin from that won the Missouri. Yeah. Um, and then I found out that it's not a world record. It's only the 51st biggest one oh my in the world. Because there was a 2,600-pound one grown in Belgium. Wow. And so the whole idea was— Wouldn't I, was, you like to measure those soils and see what <laughs> happens? What's making me think, though, is that it's not the seed. Well, the seed has something to do with it. Right. Genetically, it's a great seed. Right. But it's the soil you put it in. Well, remember our house growing up, um, I, I, when our pumpkin got broken on the porch, and yep. these huge pumpkins came out the next That's year. Right. And I was like, how did we get these big pumpkins? But nothing in that soil was ever touched. We nope. never planted anything there, nope. and they always fertilized it. That's right. That was crazy. I remember that, getting huge pumpkins. So for me, <laughs> it was just a reiteration. If I can pick a great seed, which is a great, healthy, as good stem cell as I can get for your problem right. that covers your weaknesses— and we can fix that soil and put it into a great soil, we should have a great outcome. I love to see your excitement. It's back, Dr. Stewart. Uh, it's back. That's awesome. It's just neat helping people. Yeah, it is awesome. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for joining us today. If you need more information, you can always visit coffeewithdrstewart.com. For any products mentioned, visit neurobiologics.com. And we will see you next time. This show is intended for general information and entertainment purposes only. Dr. Stewart serves as the chief science officer and lead formulator for neurobiologics and advises you to consult with your own medical professional on any information given during this programming. This information is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease or medical condition.